All right, guys, I got Quentin Mondin with me. How's it going, brother? Yeah, man. Slide back a little bit. Yeah, just want to make sure we get it. Um, so today we're going to talk about mental health in the black community, especially black men. Um, and so I just want you to give the viewers a little bit of a background on who you are, uh, how you got involved uh, with mental health and being an advocate, a coach, and somebody involved uh, in that, and just some of your experiences. Sure. So uh, my official title is the Consumer Council Representative uh, for NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Ohio. Okay. And so I also serve as a state trainer for one of their signature programs, NAMI Connections, uh, Recovery Support Group. So it's a group that meets weekly mm -hmm. for anyone with a mental health condition that can attend. And we talk about uh, diagnosis, mm -hmm. we talk about interpersonal relationships, uh, coping techniques, and then also community resources. Okay. So I first got involved as what we call a consumer. Right. So I went to a support group, just like the ones that I facilitate and train people to lead now. Okay. And uh, first time I was really scared because I was coming out of individual therapy, okay. but I was encouraged to go. So and was the therapy, yeah. was that something that you were encouraged to do or you did on your own? Yeah, I was, it was voluntary. Um, it was an option because really going even further back, I was diagnosed in uh, college right. with depression. And I think that's yeah. something I want to mm -hmm. talk about too, like how, because right. um, even college, right. I think sparks a lot of the mental health things too mm -hmm. because of the stress right. um, in school, just mm -hmm. in general, the pressure to yeah. succeed and, and you know be at the top of the class, A's and B's, right. tests, but then life happens too. Mm -hmm. So go into a little bit of detail about yeah. your college experience and what triggered that mental health um, issue to, or, or, or thing that happened in your life. Yeah, so for me, I guess I could say it started in 2007. Okay. So at that time, I was like a junior uh, at Montclair State University. Mm -hmm. And so I remember coming into that fall semester feeling heavy. Mm -hmm. It felt like Right. Like my personal field of gravity had been turned up. Mm. And so, you know, you move in, I was in the apartment, right? You move in, you got your groceries, yeah. you got your supplies, all that stuff. Yeah. But I hadn't taken anything out. It was just sitting on, <laughs> just sitting in the corner. All the stuff was there. I just have a, you know, I have a. So you know, basically, it was just a lot for you. Yeah. And I think, I don't, you know, I, because I, uh, I work during the summer. I work mm. every summer. I got a summer job. Right. And then, right. you know, I was even uh, in, Campus extracurriculars, yeah, doing you know very involved. e boards. So I was doing all that stuff and right. working. And then of course the normal stress load of being a full time student. Mm -hmm. So I had all that going. And of course you know family stuff, right. obligations we all have. So it was a lot, and I just you know didn't really think much of it until I never forget one day waiting for the shuttle to go on the main campus from mm -hmm. my apartment. I missed the shuttle, so you know I'm booking it. Right. I'm like, oh man, I got to class. You know? <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh. And then halfway, like the halfway point before you hit main campus, I just stopped, and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, all oh, out of breath, tired, and I just, I just turned around, I just walked back to my apartment. I was like, I was like, it's not even worth. I said, I'm gonna be late, right. coming all hot, bothered, upset. I was just, you know what, I'm just going to miss this class. <laughs> so, Chalk it up. Right. But shortly after that, uh, 
it was a series of not going to class mm -hmm. and then eventually not leaving the apartment mm -hmm. and then eventually not even leaving my room. Mm -hmm. And the following months, I just, everything just stopped. I stopped uh, sleep, being able to sleep, mm -hmm. uh, stopped eating, uh, personal hygiene, right. bathing, and just eventually stopped getting out of bed. Right. And, um, the thing, what really made a difference was Thanksgiving break, uh, talked to the Dean of Students. So the Dean of Students also happened to be a member of the church denomination I was a part of. Okay. Uh, so I had, we had a relationship, yeah, she knew my family, yeah. all that. So after Thanksgiving break, because I went home, I was just laying in bed, right. kind of pass, and I, I contacted her. And I made Did anybody point. recognize that? No, unfortunately, like, I think, you know, I remember my dad's like, you okay? And I'm right. like, oh, right. <laughs> but I just, he was just like, all right, you know, all right. but I knew, I was like, I don't really all, and so I remember early on, a little, a uh, few years ahead, I had some issues, and she said to me, mm -hmm. she's like, Quentin, do you think you might have depression? So I was like, remember that. Yeah. I remembered that conversation. I said, "Oh no, you know, I don't think it's that bad. I'm good, you know." Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so then, it's, it's yeah. also the stigma of words, right? Right. So yeah. we hear depression, mm -hmm. and we think, and we think yeah. like, "Yo, it's oh, over." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we right. don't understand these subtle contexts. Yeah. But yeah, even like I was talking to some uh, like the white ladies for this equal UA stuff. I'm like, y'all gotta say something. Like y'all the ones that voted Trump in, it wasn't nobody else. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. It wasn't nobody well, else. But you know how it go. I know. But it's just starting to conversation. All right, so we're back. We're back. Change the scenery. Um, <laughs> but we'll edit it together. Obviously, people are going to see this. But we're going to pick up where we left off uh, with just your story. Right. And so... Uh, Oh, right. We were leaving off. We were just basically talking college. about how college and then, you know, the perception of being labeled, mm -hmm. you know, uh, having depression or having living with depression, depression or experience, you know, depression symptoms. And so, yeah, I, I was in denial because I was like, oh, no, it's not that bad. I'm right. not good. You know, I'm just having a rough period, you know, <laughs> real, yeah, rough patch. Yeah. We uh, shrug it off a lot because that's right. what we're accustomed to doing, right. too. You got to think you were at an age now you're coming into your manhood right you know what right. i mean but we've always been conditioned to suck things up yeah and not even like we mean i mean we've probably been suffering with depression and anxiety and oh, all these yeah. things for a long time and then culturally too you know in the right. black community we just we pray about it right you know? <laughs> everything's a prayer we just yeah. everything oh just pray about it or right. you need to you know you just, or you know as men you just need to focus harder right. or you need to you know right do less distractions and you know, less things right. like that and so so that was my mindset you know she told me that at that time but mm -hmm. going back you know after uh thanksgiving break mm -hmm. i set up an appointment i talked to her i said you know the depression thing we talked about like a year ago because mm -hmm. i think i might have that right and that was the beginning of a discussion right and also the beginning of getting help for me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh shortly after that she connected me to counseling psychological services that's what they called them on campus okay yeah and so after that i met with uh one of the actually the director of that mm -hmm. who's also one of the therapists and i was diagnosed with major depression wow. disorder and yeah. so that's what started all for me yeah uh, and so like from 2007 all the way to 2013 when i started going to support groups mm -hmm. uh it was just you know 
the next step in my therapy. And that's important because, you know, in the beginning it was talk therapy. Yeah. Then I did some holistic mindfulness things, mm -hmm. uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, all of right. that. But by that point, I moved into support groups mm -hmm. or peer support. Okay. And so that and was just being around other right, people. Right, other people that that live with was anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, uh, schizoaffective, whatever, you name whatever their particular mental health challenge is. Mm -hmm. You're just in that community of people who know what it's like dealing with family, right. know what it's like uh, trying to find work or right. go back to school yeah, yeah, yeah. or start a business. Yeah. Or whatever it is, or even romantic, you know, right. pursuits, thing, like starting relationships, other yeah. relationships or friendships, and so that was huge. It was it was a relief hearing someone talk about their challenges, even though they didn't maybe necessarily have depression, mm -hmm. but they live with uh, a mental health condition, and it was like, oh man, that's my life, right. you know. And right. it was just such a relief hearing that from somebody else. I didn't even know them, mm -hmm. but that it just resonated with me right, right away. So yeah. And in those groups, were they how are they diverse groups? Um, your your psychologists or people that you were um, getting help from were those people? Did they kind of have any type of familiar background with your situation? Because I know, like being that we go through a lot of these socioeconomic things right. too, that weighs a lot on our mental health and how we deal with our mental health, who we feel comfortable talking to. Right, right, right. Um, and like the relationship, can they relate? You know, because I feel like too, like it, you know, going to like maybe a mental health place where it's predominantly middle class, upper middle class white people, for right. instance, or going to a mental health where it's people that it's your direct peer group. You guys may be dealing with some of the same situations. Right. Um, did that have any type of impact, or did you notice any type of um, oh yeah thing with yeah. that? Definitely notice because you, you know being a, a a black man, right? You walk into a room right away. You count like how many. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's just you grow up with that. And it's just, you know, like whether it's school, how many black people in this yeah, class? Okay, yeah. cool. Or, 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 right, yeah. Or, <laughs> well, like somebody, anybody, you know. So, but, but anyway, yeah, right away, you kind of notice, like, okay, wow, like this age range, yeah. you know, like, is, you know, at the time when I started going, I was uh, mid, like, mid to late 20s. Yeah. And so you don't see very many young adults mm -hmm. talking about at least at that time for mm -hmm. me. Like I said, it was like 2013 when I first so you started. It was more of like older. You saw some middle age. Okay. You saw maybe some Gen Xers, okay. Generation X. Uh, you definitely see maybe people in their 60s, 70s. So really, when I started going to support groups, it's in, you know, we say like 18 to 90. Right. <laughs> so right. you do see that yeah. range. Yeah. But it more often it tended to be like middle age, maybe uh, like people between their like mid 30s, 40s. Yeah. You would get some occasional uh, late teens, early 20s, mm -hmm. mid 20s, but not often. Yeah. Um, most of the time they just kind of come in, they kind of maybe hang around for a little while, may leave. Yeah. You know, it's just like a one off. <laughs> for yeah, them just, just getting a little experience. just kind of check it out yeah uh but it was very different i noticed that right away but one thing even with that disparity in a sense of yeah. that range that wide range it was still relatable right uh and that was the main thing still people speaking to challenges it didn't matter that they were married some yeah. were divorced right or you know had adult children they still struggled with these issues in yeah. relationships or finding employment yeah. or uh you know, just everyday comings and going, living in the community, right. going to the store, or having to deal with things. Right. Uh, so it was still relatable on a level. 
And I still think that's a great touch point too because I've been able to connect with a lot of older people recently. And even though they're like maybe older white, you know, right. people, they still have stories. Right. They still have, you know, they're still growing and learning. And me being young, you know, it allows me to kind of ask questions or even, you know, gain some insights from, you know, their experiences as well. And they can learn about me. Right. And I think that's, you know, something that, you know, even though we all we talk about, you know, helping our community, mm -hmm. like we're all a community at the end of the right. day. And there's something of value that we can all add, you know, to bits mm -hmm. and pieces. Um, how did you end up staying involved? Um, did you feel like uh, because now, you know, you're involved mm -hmm. in, an, in an organization right. that does this work? Uh, how did that come about? So really out of necessity, I was, I was just, I was broke. Right, right. <laughs> I, needed, just needed a job. I needed to find work. I was, I remember those early years living here. Um, and it's been, what, been, ooh, been almost six years now. Okay. And so from 2013, I was 2019. Yeah. And I basically, you know, you have to start over. Mm. I spent so much time in university right and i was like okay this, i'm working toward this right but i don't have it yeah. so now all of a sudden i'm like i'm not in school i don't know what type of job i can get with mm -hmm. the skills i have what did you study in school uh i went to school for education so okay. i was uh working toward uh history education okay so i would have been secondary education mm -hmm. uh with a focus on history so my like social studies yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. and so so that was my focus <laughs> and yeah. so Initially, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I had to learn some new skills or figure out. And so I got involved with NAMI, just like I said, originally just going to groups. Mm -hmm. But then there came an opportunity, uh, I think the following year, 2014, when they were like, hey, man, like you're so great in group. You know, mm -hmm. you give such great positive feedback, very supportive of other people. Yeah. You should be a facilitator. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, OK, you right. know, like, what do I got to do for that? Yeah. They's like, well, you just got to take this training, uh, you know, and fill out this application. So I was like, where's the application? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. sign me up. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I did, did that. And then also that same year in 2014, mm -hmm. there was an opportunity in our group to go to the national convention. So okay. NAMI is national yeah, across yeah. America. Okay. And so the convention that year was going to be in Washington, D.C. I think that we met around, what, 2015, 2015, yeah, yeah. 24, like in 20, I think it was, yeah, 2015. I remember you were mm -hmm. kind of just really getting right. started. Right, I was just getting started. Yeah. And so, yeah, at that point, so I said, oh, really? They, they said, well, the family that normally goes, like the mother and the, uh, the son, he's, mm -hmm. he lives with a schizoaffective disorder. Okay. So they said, if you don't mind rooming with him and just kind of like looking out for him, I said, sure. Right. I can do that and but just everything will be paid for your yeah. room your room with him and your registration all that so yeah. I said okay they get your flight there too mm -hmm. yep wow. and flight so yeah. every full full package, full package. and yeah. so I said great and so you know got to go to workshops uh, where they're talking about different issues in the community mm -hmm. in the mental health community and then um, also that's you know since we live in Ohio all mm -hmm. the Ohio people get together right so right. no we got we had dinner you know <laughs> we had we even had a Potomac cruise wow, down there, yeah. but little how long bit, were you there? How oh, it was it lasts about a week. Week. So I mean, yeah, from like cool. two, I think it's like Tuesday to Sunday. Okay. And so that whole time, you know, I'm just being myself. Yeah. I'm like, this is great because that was the first time 
going to a big national conference, mm-hmm. and all these people are either family members or people that live with mental right. health, and we're just out in public, right. proud, it, talking about it. It's just normal people, right. too. Like, and these are just, everyday yeah. like things, mm-hmm. and I think that stigma, not right. to cut you off, but oh, no, we yeah, just please, live yeah. in such a time where you know there's just such a stigma around just mm-hmm. mental health, depression, the words, right. and we don't even have an education mm-hmm. on what it is. We all can right. be dealing with something and just because we haven't been diagnosed, just because we don't know what depression is or mental right. or what anxiety is or what that weight is mm-hmm. that you felt when you were in school, right. since we have we don't talk about it, you know what I mean? There's just uh, the stigma about it. And I think that's mm-hmm. so important because being like an athlete and playing on a high level and dealing with the amounts of stress that you deal with on the day-to-day yeah. basis, um, or just being a, a black man, you know, walking and living and being and breathing in the society, we deal with it daily. The psychological traumas that we deal with when we see somebody right. getting harassed, or we see the constant, you know, police brutality, or we see how people are living in our communities. Those are things that we experience daily. Right. You know, and I think you know, being able to have the conversation to show that the average person, the everyday person, is dealing with some form of anxiety, oh, pressure, yeah. depression, so much, even yeah. if it's just little. Mm-hmm. Um, but background also helps. If you have a family, mm-hmm. you know, a support system. Right. Um, if you have, like, just think about it. If you weren't able to go to college, mm-hmm. what are the chances that you would have been able to have those resources that you have? Because a lot of times these institutions and organizations, yeah. that's where the resources are. Right. So the only way you get attached to them is by being a part of mm-hmm. the organization. Yep. You know, and it kind of trickles down. Now you get a job. Now you get right. opportunities. And I think, especially in our community, that's what we have to learn is that we have to get in, but we have to create opportunities right. as well for ourselves uh, to build this dialogue. And so that's essential, you know, to us just living, you right. know what I mean, and learning how to deal with some of the things that we, we go through on a daily basis. What are some of the things that you've learned help you and uh, the process of when you were dealing with it, besides the support groups, mm-hmm. um, and then now that you are on the other side of things and facilitating, what are some of those practices that help you? Yeah, so I, I know for me, uh, we talked about the support, but education was huge, so mm-hmm. I had to re-educate myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning about diagnosis, learning about... I don't even think that's re-education, though. That's just... Actually, just, I, well, actually, it's just additional right. education, really. Yeah, you that's just true. Learn, I mean, we just I had to learn new, you know, new terms, right. uh, new resources, and what's available in our community, mm-hmm. you know, what each de- department or organization does. So, yeah. for example, Adam H. Board, mm-hmm. Alcohol, Drug, and Mental Health Board, mm-hmm. uh, in every, pretty much in every city, county, they have so many programs, but they also have housing programs, mm-hmm. well, uh, and other issues that they they deal with and then there's mental health america mental health per se they each have their own like pro bono counseling mm-hmm. to other things so it's just knowing about that right. and providing those resources like man i need a little help boom you can talk to them right. that was huge uh, where to go i think mm-hmm. is important too because also yeah. treatment for a lot of things is expensive yes so you know a lot of times especially in our community we don't have maybe health insurance right or we don't have those school resources and counselors or maybe we don't aren't a part of a church or the church doesn't have any type of right mental things so knowing how to find the external resources that are available 
that people have already done the work mm-hmm. um, and you kind of just have to know where right. to go to find it to connect it mm-hmm. is important and even getting there because now right. transportation exactly especially we live in a place right. where transportation is limited is very mm-hmm. limited if you yeah. not everybody a car is a luxury right. you know you, you might need a parent to drive you but what if you're in a single parent household right you know or so, you've got a job and you can only get around so many right. so, so many much times. so often throughout the day or the week yeah. so, you got yeah. kids and you know mm-hmm. who's gonna watch the kids so there's so right. many little barriers that we are hindered by um mm-hmm. that if you look at a lot of other communities they may have even just mom and dad there to drive them to a certain place or help them pay for you know these expenses and that's one of the things i think really is important too um, because we deal with those things mm-hmm. you know you come from a family where you have a, a mom and a dad and a right. structure to kind of facilitate and help and be you know comfortable in that but we all don't come from that and I think it's also important to realize that we have to find our tribe we have to mm-hmm. find people people like a support group to right. really help us uh, get over some of those barriers mm-hmm. or and even being willing to ask for help yeah how how big is that asking for help with was, dealing with yeah it, it can be challenging you know starting those conversations right. about I need help and this is what's happening this is what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. and so I think even yeah. the term of how to express because mm-hmm. I just asked my wife like uh, probably like a week ago do you think I'm depressed and you know, she's like yeah definitely you know I mean? <laughs> because me it's like everything you just power through right but then you have the thoughts like yeah I may be depressed I may mm-hmm. be, like I'm anxious I'm anxiety like mm-hmm. I'm feeling that weight um, right. But me, like I said, I've always been conditioned to kind of power through, right. especially being a football player. Mm-hmm. It's all about being tough. Right. It's all about, you know, and then you do have that training where you can focus, you can mm-hmm. be highly competitive, but you just receive so much more than the average person. And then you don't talk right. about it because of that fear of, you know, I'm going to be weak mm-hmm. if I talk about, you know, yeah. that mental stuff. And that's definitely like you, like you mentioned in, in sports, but even in like in the black community too, is this idea of weakness, weakness. frailty, right. you know, that you're like having a mental, right. you know, something mental is going to mm-hmm. make you weak. And yeah. so it's, you know, like I mentioned before, like there's that perception. And of course, you know, we emphasize uh, faith in our community mm-hmm. too. And it's just like, oh, you're not praying hard enough. Or right. You just need to, you know, but it's, it's, it's not anything. It's not a, a defect in character. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, anything to do with your faith. You right. know, it's just, it's how you process stress. Right. It's how you, um, you know, really express yourself too right it's all, that's you know how you too. like you you like mentioned you just talking to your wife jennifer and it's like having just really briefly exchanged you know yeah. hey do you think i feel depressed i feel i feel a little off but what, right. what's your you know getting her perspective what have right. you been noticing right. that i'm not maybe picking up on yeah. but just having that and having that ability to have that conversation is huge like in my family I don't really have that. So I had to look outside of my family. And so my friends became my family. The support room became a safe space. And, you know, even surrogate uh, aunts and uncles who Mm -hmm. understand that, like the dean I mentioned, she knew that because her husband dealt with it. So she could identify it. So she had that knowledge and she could see it. And she had that sense Mm -hmm. of, you know, this is what, you know, this is what I've seen. Right. I can see it here. But yeah, being but also able giving to, yeah. you the leeway oh, yeah. to come back when you were ready. Right. Right. Yeah. So putting putting that nugget out there. Do you mm-hmm. think you're depressed? So then now you right. have so that a connection. Was in, yeah. And then you can mm-hmm. come back and say, Hey, I think, 
you know, I am dealing with it. But yeah. just the fact that she took the time to say that, pulled me aside, yeah. say, what's been, you know, been noticing a little odd. And so, yeah, being able to ask for help is huge. And unfortunately, not many people feel like they can, yeah. which is terrible, and, you know, on top of dealing with symptoms. Yeah. But uh, being able to ask the question or have a space, like I've been seeing more and more spaces popping up where we can ask these questions or have mm -hmm. these discussions, as right. like you're doing right now, right. Uh, online, to having right. that, creating that space too. Right. Yeah. I think that's huge too, as I see like a lot of, uh, you know, more celebrities mm -hmm. bringing the topic to the forefront and being able to use their platform right. to say and show that, hey, I'm, I'm a football player, I'm a basketball player, right. but I'm dealing with some mental health and kind of taking that power and empowering other people because people do look up to, you know, our entertainers and because we see them all well, the time. Yeah, they're all in our face all right. the time, you know? <laughs> and I so, think that's important yeah. too because a lot of times uh, athletes and entertainers get dehumanized, you know, since they are on such a big platform right. and they do perform at such high levels, people just assume that they don't deal with, right. you know, the day-to-day -day human experience mm -hmm. of the trauma of the mental health and things of that nature. So I've been right. seeing a lot more. I know Charlemagne the God on The Breakfast Club right. does a great job yeah. of talking about it. And being that he's a black man, mm -hmm. I think it empowers other, you know, oh, black yeah. men to be encouraged to talk about it, to be encouraged to ask questions mm -hmm. uh, because we know that we're dealing with it. You know, just because right. we haven't been talking about it, we know we're dealing with it, but, you know, we haven't had those kind of leaders step out in right. front and say, hey, this is mental. This is not just a faith mm -hmm. thing. This is not just you having a like this is a holistic thing that we have to deal with right. in our community. And it's been generational, mm -hmm. too. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, a lot of those things we get handed down right. from generational things that maybe, you know, grandma and grandpa yeah. went through. Talk about, yeah, the, like call I, them secret keepers in yeah. the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And nobody was like, oh, about. your great uncle told yeah. to do with us. That would have been great to know. To know. Or grandma or, you know, even dad or mom, somebody or uncle yeah. Bob or somebody <laughs> dealt with this. <laughs> And it's like, that would have been really good to know going into yeah. <laughs> that we may have this in our family or susceptible right. to this. It's in the gene pool. It's right. Just like, well, we'll yeah. talk about alcoholism. Right. We'll talk about drug abuse mm -hmm. and all these different things. But what leads to alcoholism mm -hmm. and a lot of these things, too, right. is very important to dive into. And if we don't have the conversations within our families, mm -hmm. um, if our fathers and our mothers, our grandparents are just kind of shooting it away, then we never the next generation comes in and holds on to the right. same baggage and we never really and we never rise move above. forward right mm -hmm. right and so i yeah. think that's essential um especially as now that i'm a husband and a father right. you know what i mean to not only for my sake but you know for the future of our family my son right. and my wife you know so then we can still have better conversations and my wife can understand all right maybe i am feeling a little bit pressured right. and she can help me in certain ways and i can have that um, so that's been huge, but we're just now really getting that started. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, it's 2019, mm -hmm. you know, and I think the internet obviously helps get the message out mm -hmm. and that's important. Um, but I think it's also important to have the dialogue and to have professionals like yourself right. that are in the industry that have not only just worked in the industry, but you've dealt with it yourself, mm -hmm. you know, so you can really speak to it. Um, and help other people feel more confident and comfortable having the conversation around it. Yeah. So I really appreciate you for what you do oh, yeah. and your story and sharing it. Um, and so 
you already named some resources. What are some of the triggers that typically we can maybe see that may be minor, um, that maybe a, a parent or a coach or you know an educator mm -hmm. can be more aware of because even they don't always get all the proper training right to notice if a kid is dealing with some of these pressures or an adult is dealing mm -hmm. with some of these pressures so what are some of those triggers so um, triggers can vary for each person mm -hmm. since we're all different uh i can know for myself i know if i'm you know taking on too much mm -hmm. to the point where i'm like possibly overwhelmed, kind of like overwhelmed. okay yeah. right either run late to things <laughs> or uh you know trouble sleeping mm -hmm. um you know behavioral changes like maybe not eating as much mm -hmm. uh, like it says sleep low patterns. activity yeah low activity maybe not going out as much mm -hmm. or not wanting to mm -hmm. you know or not socializing as much you know i enjoy that with my friends yeah uh so those for me those are some signs so for everyone else it could be kind of different. different isolation is a big one okay if you know, you start to notice some of that used, you know, used to kick it with or hang out with right. kind of like suddenly faded away. Mm -hmm. That's a sign like, oh, maybe something's going on. Right. We need to know about something could have happened. Because, you know, isolation breeds depression. Okay. So like, you know, when you're, when you're not outside, you know, either at home ruminating or mm -hmm. thinking about ideas or, you know, things, mm -hmm. uh, focusing on stress or situations, yeah. you know, anxious, you know, yeah. that's anxiety sometimes, either replaying things mm -hmm. or, look, you know, overthinking things. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that's possible. Uh, one, I guess I would say, so that's one, but others, like I said, they, they do vary. So, I mean, even think about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, you notice maybe your behavior is off or right. you're less quick to do things. Like maybe yeah. like, I had a list of stuff I'm gonna do today. Right. I got my son, cool. Yeah. We're gonna take this, we're gonna hit this, we're gonna hit right. the park, we're gonna hit the gym, we're gonna go to work. And then maybe maybe you start canceling some appointments right. or maybe yeah. you know you're sleeping longer than you planned mm -hmm. for your day like you were going to get started at nine but you slept till noon right you know yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. that's a disruption yeah you know so like those little things you may not seem like a big deal like oh i just slept in but you've been sleeping in for like a week right, <laughs> right. yeah yeah that's a little that's, unusual yeah. maybe yeah. so mean, you know things like that behavior you'll notice um sometimes people will post things you know since we live in a time on the internet so maybe strange posts on you know social media mm -hmm. or even text messages you make it right. you know uh, or maybe some signs um so it you know even preoccupation with things maybe mm -hmm. focusing on something a little too much okay so it's just different things you'll notice yeah. and change of behavior focus uh mood you may be a little more irritable you mm -hmm. know like something that you wouldn't be bothered yeah. by would yeah. frustrate you yeah Okay. You know, and uh, so maybe like talking to your wife and she's asking you questions, like, why are you right. always asking me right. all these questions, oh, man? Trust me, we you know, like, you know, it's like stuff, yeah. like, what am I, what is this, what are you awarding? You know, about what, you know, stuff. So you may flip out a little bit, and she'd be looking like, okay, you know, like, like, you know so it'd be something sense. like trust that, me, getting a little, sense. you get rubbed a little wrong way, like, you know, look, I, I told you already, why you keep asking me, you know? <laughs> so I mean, that may. You know, if you're in a relationship, right. you know, sometimes yeah. stuff that usually doesn't bother you may start to rub you a little yeah. wrong way. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So things like that, you may be a little uh, emotionally raw for, right. for a reason. A little so, more sensitive. Sensitive than, yeah, than definitely okay. sensitivity to things like yeah. that uh, may start to hit you. <laughs> But you know those little uh, things. I know. I, I know. As if I'm irritable too, I'm like, why did I get irritated by that right. later? It'd be little and stuff I'm like, too. that wasn't even that serious. But, you know? Wow. So those are so those are a few things you may notice in friends or family. Yeah. Uh, you know, as their behavior and you know just 
uh, attention to details, those little things. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, that's it's, good to know, because mm -hmm. that's that's something I've experienced. Mm -hmm. I mean, me and my wife are newlyweds, but we've been you know together mm -hmm. for a long time. But I've also felt more pressure, mm -hmm. more anxiety. Once I became like an adult, we moved out, you know, oh, started yeah. family and all. I understand, those yeah. <laughs> and right. you know, you do start yeah. to have some of those like little mm -hmm. irritable, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, situations that I think is, you know, like if we don't know that, hey, it's, right. you know, there's something going else, something else going on that right. I need to get help with. It's not my partner, it's mm -hmm. not me, but we. I need to get some help for myself to right. diagnose, to, to understand, you know, what's what's going on with myself. Because I think, too, that overthinking thing, too, that process of being in your head, mm -hmm. um, you know, ruminating, just sitting there, just going back and forth. I think we all deal with, you know, right. with that a lot. Um, and understanding, like, hey, now this isn't normal. This isn't my normal right behavior pattern so i think it's essential that we find that and figure that out let's see what else i got for you uh, i think that's it man i think really how can uh somebody maybe get in touch with you um what are some of your like social media handles and ways people can connect with you as you know maybe a mentor advocate uh because maybe people might still be afraid to reach out or go to somebody else but they see this conversation and you know they want to come to you and ask for more resources how can they get connected with you? yeah so i'm listed on nami ohio's website so that's okay. nami n-a-m-i ohio.org and so if you go to about me i'm listed under consumer council representative okay, and what's um, your name again my name's quentin mondin and so my email is listed there uh you can contact me on social media i'm on instagram as at Quint Mondin, so it's at is Q U E N T underscore Mondin, my last name. Okay. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You look up Quentin Mondin. Yeah, I'm on yeah, that. Yeah. Pretty much almost every social yeah. channel is yeah, Quentin Mondin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So we know so, we know where yep. you're at. So I appreciate you, Quentin, for coming out yeah. and sharing your experience uh, with me and the viewers, man. And I really hope that this impacts, you know, the lives of a lot of people, you know, because I think it's important that we start these conversations and we continue the conversations. Right. Um, so I appreciate you, you know, what you've been able to do and sharing yeah. your story and uh, look forward to the growth, man, of yeah. just our community as a whole, especially being out here in Central Ohio. Right. Um, so and really yeah. creating these platforms and spaces yeah. to have these conversations, especially, I think, for our generation. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's necessary. I, I feel yeah. especially with social media, too. Now we right. deal uh, we're dealing with more um, of those like internal things mm -hmm. like people you know if you don't get a certain amount of likes right it's like and that's you know it's, like it's the, kids, comparison. the comparison and, it's, or seven, right? and then like you know kids are 17 years old oh i, I gotta build a following build a brand like, right. you're 17 years old you, know, you don't need to you need to focus on your education sure figuring stay, out who you are right as a identity maybe right. you know <laughs> that's more important right than worrying about having a brand and sponsors and all this stuff but i mean you know that's that's the technology that they're growing up with you know right. for us it was different right. but that's what they're dealing with but that the the you know likes don't matter mm -hmm. you know it, it does scheme of yeah, life it and does what life is all about the impact that you make like you're making an impact with this series of videos mm -hmm. and your uh enterprises you know yeah. and starting these conversations are just important but continuing them right. and, and being able yeah. to put them on the up. social platforms right. too because on the social yeah. platforms we typically only see 
the well-produced, well-rehearsed right. uh, a lot of times, and we don't see the true authentic, you know, conversations right. of, you know, going deeper than, you know, just the facade of, mm. you know, uh, an experience. You know, we right. actually dig deep to things that the root of a lot of the issues mm. that we deal with. Yeah, mm. what drives us, you know, right. like you're motivated, you know, uh, to make an impact on your community. And yeah. then also for your son, for right. your wife, right. you know, and creating a better world for him as he right. grows. And, you know, your part in that world. So you can say, you know, this is what I did, you right. know, and then encourage him to do something even more impactful, right. you know. So it's 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 a, it's definitely a necessity that we connect with each other mm -hmm. uh, in a positive way and then you know facilitate these discussions and then create space uh, for other people to grow from there and you know have it like it's healthy talking about you right. know you may be struggling today but you can thrive tomorrow but mm -hmm. you know there's resources there's hope for you to get help to get support mm -hmm. it's out there and yeah. so you know you don't have to be ashamed mm -hmm. that you're dealing with anxiety or depression mm -hmm. and you can say that and so I'm, I'm encouraged. And know that other yeah. people are successful, are right. living, are, mm -hmm. you know, working, and working yeah. enjoying life, mm -hmm. having families, traveling, traveling you know, the world, so, you right. know, and still dealing with it. And it's right. not just, um, you know, a one drug fix all, or it's, right. it's a holistic mm -hmm. process. It's a lifestyle. It's something right. that we always have to constantly be aware of uh, and be willing to kind of uh, be engaged you know, right. in this conversation, even if it's not you dealing with it, but we all know somebody dealing right. with um, things. So also asking, you know, friends how they're doing. Because right. I see this a lot, you know, uh, a post on, you know, social media. Ask your strong friends, mm. you know, how they're doing. Right. Because a lot of us, you know, we have that kind of tough, like bravado. We can help other people, mm. but then we're dealing with our own things, and we sometimes right. don't know if we're helping everybody else. Yeah. How do I you need you help know, too? How do right. I? Like, who do I go to? <laughs> who right? does the helper go right. to? You know. You know. So I think so, that's right. important. Yeah. You know what I mean, to understand that you know mm. we're all at different cycles and different levels, right. but the conversation. The ability to understand where resources are and what's available yes. to you, um, you know, what helps you. I know working out. I told my mm -hmm. wife, if I don't work out, oh yeah, I notice that's when right. you know I'm more irritable. That's mm -hmm. when I'm kind of more, uh, you know, in my in my feelings are overwhelmed or feeling pressured. As soon as I work out or stretch, you know, usually mm -hmm. I relieve the tension or I go for a walk. Going. Yep. Right. You know, so <laughs> like your head. Yeah. right, learning the little things, mm -hmm. music. Yes. Um, a lot of little things mm -hmm. so um, there's so many resources out there but we just have to know where to go and still feel comfortable to do it right. so I appreciate you for yeah. coming on man I appreciate you man yes sir Thank we're gonna you. keep it up mm -hmm. and we're just gonna keep doing it brother yeah. that's what it takes <laughs> cool appreciate you man yeah you too oh I look forward